0: Hello and thanks for tuning in to this episode of the ALT Learn podcast. I'm John Tate and I'll be your host as we break down the craft of teaching and the science of learning, what this pedagogy looks like in the classroom, and get to find out how our teachers are turning all this theory into practice. So let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome to episode 14 of the ALT Learn podcast, where we've got another great episode lined up for you today discussing the effective use of teaching assistants in the classroom. So I'm pleased to say that alongside me on today's show, we have Sharon Harris, one of our amazing teaching assistants at Stokesy School. A warm welcome to the podcast, Sharon, and a big thanks for coming out to discuss this with me today. Thank you very
1: much for having me. Hopefully I'll be able to um, offer some um, some advice and be able to make a
0: bit of a difference. I'm sure you will. And it's. I'm really looking forward to this episode and I, I look forward to speaking to all of our guests. But I think that this one for me personally, and I know we were kind of chatting about this kind of off air before that, after 20 years of teaching, um, I know going back thinking about 20 years when I first started, I didn't have any formal training on how to use a teaching assistant in my lesson uh, as a PE teacher. Um, and I'm quite, I suppose, embarrassed to kind of open up and say that because actually there were times where if I was being observed or offstead were coming in or anything like that, that I used to tell the teaching assistant to kind of to go and sit in the staff room and not be in the lesson because I wasn't confident that I could demonstrate my effective use of the teaching assistant and almost effectively demonstrate the the added impact of two adults in the classroom so I, I presume Sharon lots of people might be in that boat and you've you've probably seen that over, over time as well.
1: Absolutely um, it's a bit of a difficult one because I guess there is it is one of those things where where there isn't any formal training as such as this is what you do and and even if there was it probably would only work some of the time because every student is different every classroom is different so it's it's really difficult to actually be able to train, this is what you need to do, because actually what we do in lessons is different for every year group and every student that we
0: work with. Absolutely. So hopefully this will be a really enlightening conversation for people. If you're walking the dog, driving, wherever wherever you are listening to this, hopefully this will be you know a really kind of um, beneficial kind of 30 minutes or so for you to get some kind of golden tips that I know Sharon's got ready for us. So if we, we dive into the questions then, Sharon, and I think that the first one I wanted to ask really was that, It's sometimes difficult for teachers to really understand the specific role of a teaching assistant because many teachers won't have ever been a TA. So can you briefly describe to us to start with the role and what your kind of hour by hour or day by day experience in school looks like?
1: Absolutely. Um, It's such a diverse job that every day is different, uh, which is what makes it so so interesting sometimes, actually, because you never know quite what's going to happen. Um, you need to be really flexible and you need to be able to think on your feet because sometimes what you plan to do that day might not necessarily happen. Um, what I would say the main role of the TA is to support the teacher um, so that students in the classroom can access the curriculum. Um, so, what we're trying to do is bridge the gaps in learning, um, trying to do some small work, um, some small group work, um, interventions with students as well. Um, But in addition to that, it's supporting the student's personal development as well um, and offering emotional support, both in and outside of the classroom. Um, There are some lessons I go into where um, it's not necessarily a student that you you would be planning on working with specifically with the work, but just the fact that you're in the room if you have a relationship with them, um, they might just feel a little bit more confident knowing that you are there if they need emotional support. the other thing is, is making sure that all students in the class feel valued and understood. Um, the benefit of being the teaching assistant in the room is that you can sometimes see what's going on while the teacher's teaching that might not have been pick, picked up on. You can look at their facial expressions, you can often tell, um, especially those students that we work with often, how they're feeling about something as well. So that's, that's a really good, um, good way of sort of picking up on things that you might need to work on in the lesson. From a day-to-day basis, um, every day is different, as I say. um, We might start the day by meeting some vulnerable students at at their bus, their taxi. Um, We might be carrying out maths interventions or English interventions or any other subject during tutor time. Um, Or we might be supporting a student in learning support in the morning, maybe doing a calm start with them or um, if they need some emotional support. Every lesson that we go to is different. We, we don't work specifically with one student. We work with different students as the day goes on in different lessons across different year groups, um, which is, is good because it means that students learn to work with a, a range of different people, um, but also um, we don't have the scenario where students have been relying too much on one particular adult because what we need to understand is that when they leave secondary school, they're obviously going to move on and you're no longer going to be there um so what we don't want is for them to become too reliant on one person and then obviously when they leave school that could be quite traumatic that all of a sudden they've lost that one person that, that they are used to working with um in some lessons we might be sat next to a student in other lessons we might not um it depends on on the needs of the students sometimes we're circulating the room Um, Other times we might be sat with students and and move around the room and and sit with them for five or ten minutes, depending on what they're doing. Um, And that can change from lesson to lesson, from year group to year group. Mm -hmm. Uh, Usually we have an idea of what the lesson is going to, how it's going to pan out and what's happening in the lesson. So then we have an idea of of how we're going to work. Um, um, And obviously having that discussion with the teacher at the beginning of the lesson, if there's something in particular that they want you to do, is brilliant as well because it gives you an idea of right okay so this is what i need to plan to do in this lesson um some lessons when the teacher's talking um i might be sat on my chromebook gathering some notes um which i'll then share with any students to their chromebooks so it might be that if the teacher's talking about what what they're going to need to if they need to write a piece of writing for example they might be talking about the kind of things that they need to include i might be bullet pointing those things um, so that I can then share that and then the students have got that visually. Um, sometimes it might not necessarily be just the students that you're sharing that with, other students might find that useful as well. Um, so it's there if anybody needs that. Um, I might uh, be working on a joint Google document with students. This works really well in English. Mm-hmm. But, um, I've got generally in my lessons in particular, there's, there's four or five, that tend to work on Google Doc that they'll share with me.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Um, I'll flick from one document to the other. Um, I might add some, some sentence starters. I might make a little note or a comment, um, as well as obviously going and speaking to the students face-to-face as well. So it just means that you can, you can sort of keep an eye on how everybody's doing. And then I can see, actually, that student hasn't written very much. So actually, that's probably the next student I need to go and talk to, to make sure that they know where they are. Uh-huh. Um, we also spend time uh, working with um, other departments such as our pastoral support team if there's anything that we need to know anything we need to pass on or any outside agencies Uh, we create individual provision maps for students as well so that teachers can see how best to support students in the best possible way Um, and they're updated regularly as well and not just with how to work in the classroom it might be that there's a student that has a particular hobby and you might include that information because it might just mean if that student is having difficulty opening up with a teacher talking to them the student can build a little bit of rapport that's really useful as well um we have um i'm also a named worker for um 14 students as well uh-huh. basically means that each term well at least once a term i'll meet with those students have a chat with them See how they're doing in their lessons, talk to them about what their favorite lessons are, any lessons they're struggling, friendship groups, how things are at home, any emotional support that they might need. Um, and then we then speak to the parents after that as well, because um, it might be that perhaps they haven't shared something that we do need to know, or perhaps the parents thinking actually they, they need a bit of help with homework or whatever that might be. Um, and then we can look to put some additional support in there as well, um, uh-huh. if that's needed. Um, We obviously share information between teacher and TA as well, uh, where we can um, in terms of, you know, it might be that if there's a particular student that you know is is tired that particular day, you might drop that teacher. If you haven't got time to see them face-to-face, send them a quick email and say, you know, this particular student is having difficulty today because of X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. And and then they know before their lesson starts, actually, you know, just just to be aware of that as well. Yeah. Um, need to think about sensitive topics coming up as well. So it might be that in life lessons or in science lessons or any lesson actually where they're talking about a particular topic that could be sensitive, you might know that those students might struggle with that particular topic. So Mm -hmm. communicating that with the teacher and also the teacher letting you know that those topics are coming up as well. Yeah. Um, that's really important because you can then foresee where actually there might be there might be a student that maybe needs to work in a separate room in that lesson if you know it's going to be particularly traumatic, if it's something particularly sensitive.
2: Uh-huh,
1: uh-huh. Um, I also spend time um, planning the interventions that I'm doing. Um, I make revision cards for students in certain subjects as well, um, word maps. Um, also, um, the, the TAs tend to be, have a particular subject area that they are linked to. So for me, it would be um, languages. Mm-hmm. What i done is I've um, gone into our shared drive and created some documents and word maps for the different um, topics that come up in languages. So some of them are visual with pictures that might be useful um, for students. Um, and they're accessible for everybody. Um, mm-hmm to be able to use if they need those as well so it's a, such a diverse job wow uh, it's every day is completely different um, i mean in addition to that we then have students come up at lunch and break as well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so you might be spending time chatting with them you might be playing a game with them a student that you know might come and talk to you want to have a chat with you about something that's going on
0: um, Wow, I mean, such a such a diverse kind of role, and I think I'm um, hopefully, and, and I know lots of people listen to this, um, not just in our trust, but actually kind of you know nationally and internationally as well, in terms of school leaders, teachers, teaching assistants. Hopefully, it's given people a, a huge appreciation of the of the huge variety of things that you do there, and also not just an appreciation, but hopefully there's lots of people that are thinking wow, I, I mean, we, we could do that, or, or I need to do that, or I need to work with my TA on doing that, or on his TA's. People might be listening to thinking, oh, I could do that, and I could do that. And I think that even, you know, I came away with, just after that, that, that kind of answer there, about thinking there was so much you mentioned there that wasn't to do with strictly academic kind of, you know, the work in front of them. And so much was about the personal development and the anxiety and reading the body language and just being there for people and the, the confidence levels. And actually that is so, so important as we know in our young people. And I think it was really nice to really hear that coming through and the, the wide variety of things, even just meeting them off the bus, you know, all of the things you mentioned there that didn't have anything to do with a maths equation, you know, but actually they're not going to get the maths equation if you haven't met them off the bus, if you haven't had a chance to chat to them, if you haven't spoken to them about the conversation or the, the topic coming up in life lessons that might be a bit difficult for them, all of those things around the edges are ultimately, I suppose, the jigsaw pieces aren't there that actually when they all fit together we then you know on the face of it we see you know everything working and i think that, that that's been great for us to, to hear that so that was a, I, I really really enjoyed hearing that as well from a, my appreciation as well of teaching assistance and going back to what i said at the start my lack of appreciation to start with and my lack of training i think that that's been great so hopefully that's given everyone else a, a really good idea as well of of all the diverse roles so moving into kind of then you know now we now we've had a, a real good understanding of the role itself we know that there's been lots of research and recent research actually conducted by the eef um on, on the effective use of teaching assistants but unfortunately there's some habits that over time probably still exist in many classrooms um, and schools not just in our trust but up and down the country and as i was saying about about my own reflections in my early career so for people that Sharon, for people that might not be as familiar, familiar with this research that, that, that's come out um or maybe even just want to hear it from someone actually doing the job day in and day out like yourself can you tell us specifically from your experience when are teaching assistants most effective?
1: Absolutely. Um, the biggest thing I can say is communication. Um, absolutely, that that is the main thing um, that that helps. Um, good communication between between not actually just between the teacher and the, and the TA, but also the TAs themselves, the senco. We all need to be um, good at communicating what's happening on happening each day. Mm-hmm. Um, Something that we do really well here at Stokesley as well, which definitely helps, is using the different tiers to their strengths as well. Mm-hmm. So we work with different students and different year groups and um, different lessons. Um, our SENCO is very good at knowing which subjects we are um, most comfortable with, and she tries to put us in those subjects where that's possible. Um, so whilst we do still go into a variety, It might be that we have some TAs here that that really like being in um, things like child development and PE and Uh DT, and then there's other TAs like myself who prefers to be in the academic subject. Um, Yes, absolutely, we can go in all of those subjects, and we do sometimes still cover them if somebody's not well or there's a meeting or for whatever reason. Um, But generally speaking, we try to use our team to their strengths, which means that the students that are in those lessons are getting better support um, Uh and it also means we feel more comfortable, um, we get used to working with similar teachers, they know how we work, we know how they work um, and that really helps build up a a really um, good relationship between the TAs and the teachers um, which then I think shows when we're then supporting the students because we are working as, as a team.
0: So there's two things there. If I can just kind of pick up on on two things you've said there, just to to clarify kind of my understanding and also the people that are listening. First of all, are are you saying quite categorically, I suppose, that I suppose just like a teacher would, that the more knowledge or the more expertise you have in a certain domain, whether that's languages, whether it's mathematics, whether it's art, the more expertise you have, that then translates into more effectiveness of you as a as a, as a teaching assistant is, is uh, uh, was i hearing that right
1: yeah absolutely because it's not just a case of working with the students in the class that have special needs it might be that at that time the teacher is then working with the student that you would be overseeing mm-hmm. um, but you then might work with the students um, on an extension task and if you don't have knowledge it's more difficult to do that um, you can do it because absolutely, you're not expected to give them the answers. Not to know all the answers you mm-hmm. to But if you do have um, a little bit of knowledge in that area, it can help you when you try to scaffold something or um, to give them a little hint or something that t- to try and help in that area. I mean, there are some subjects that we go into and we're not. I mean, we're not an expert of any... Yeah, place.
0: absolutely. Yeah, and and, and you're gonna be. It, it's the same as it? It's a bit like a primary school teacher as well. You can't yeah. be an expert in every every single subject. But I suppose. Yeah, just thinking about well, you know, for, for for schools that might be listening or for for CENCOs thinking, well, how might I want to deploy some of these staff? Actually, having, I suppose, that initial audit of where are the skills and expertise in the team to start with, and making sure that it's not the opposite end that you know you might be a languages specialist and you're already you're always deployed to maths, and there's a maths specialist who's always deployed to languages. Well, hang on a second, let's you know let, let's kind of make sure we're sensible on this and try and play to our strengths. So, yeah, I think that that's interesting. The second point that I was going to make that that I, I kind of heard from what was coming through was that. Am I right in thinking then that the more um, the more familiar or you are with the members of staff that you are supporting, and the better relationship that you get, and that you know how they teach, because everyone teaches slightly differently in terms of their strategies, their body language, their kind of style, their pace. The more you get to know that, does that also become easier, and does that also make you more effective? almost like a, a partnership would be I suppose like in football referees have the same lines when as a team because they get to know each other and then they're kind of their quirks and where they're working is that the same in, in teaching then in terms of a teaching assistant
1: yeah absolutely um I mean it, it definitely helps um there are some subjects that I can just think of off the top of my head there where I work with certain teachers and we just kind of it's almost like an intuition that they know when you want them to yep. come and support the student that you're with and vice versa and you might have a little I'm just going to go over there and work with them, and that that teacher then knows that you want them to go and work with the student that you was out with for whatever reason. Um, it, it is it's it's kind of it's communication really, um, and also communicating one to teachers, is particularly if the teacher I've not spoken to, not well, well not necessarily spoken to, but not worked with before.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Um, at the start of the year I'll always say to them you know if you want me to go and do something or work with somebody just ask me I don't mind being,
2: mm-hmm. being
1: you know asked to go and can you just work with that person because what we don't necessarily know in the classroom is we probably have a good idea in terms of where the send um, students are in terms of their development and how they're getting on with the work but we don't necessarily know how everybody in the class is doing because we're not looking at their books we're not mapping them. Mm-hmm. The teacher would then know. Well, actually, this particular topic that student over there would could really benefit with sitting with you for ten minutes to just mm-hmm. develop something. Um, and it's kind of don't don't be afraid to ask your TA to do that because you know I would rather the teacher ask me to do what they really would like me to do than for them to be thinking why is she sat with that?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll try to guess. I've you know guess yeah. what's in my head. So yeah, no, I, absolutely.
1: And being told at all. Um the other thing is as well is is um again the students need to respect you the same as the teacher as well. Um, uh-huh. so I've been in lessons before where I've had students say to me, Oh well you can't give me a step because you're just a TA and I think <laughs>
2: you
1: know, this is you know yeah. and a lot of that comes, again from the communication that when you're in the lesson, drop to to use you in the lesson as in if you're having a discussion, you know, you could say to your TA, What do you think, Miss? What could you, you know, do you uh-huh. have any or it could be a case of right okay we're going to go through this if you need any help there's me and there's mrs harris you can ask um it's just sort of to raise your profile so that students don't think oh you're just there to work with one particular student actually you're there for everybody Um, yeah and and i can i
0: can see how that i can see how that would be really really important and 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 being really overt with that and and clarifying that for the the staff for the the students right from kind of day one you know really that this is you know, there are two adults in here and, and this is what we're doing and, and this is how it works. And I think that, 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 that that's kind of really clear. Now you mentioned, you mentioned a few times almost the buzzword so far that I'm picking up is communication. So I, I kind of think I know what's going to come in this kind of question, but um, lots of people who listen to this tell us they love the practical tips that our kind of guests give uh, that they can use, you know, immediately the next day. So I want to really kind of get into some of those kind of real tips now. And I know you've, you've given some already, but really dig into some more in terms of certain stages of the kind of teaching process. So thinking about now before the lesson so what, what, what things can teachers do before the lesson and and to help you become really effective in the classroom and i just want to clarify before you answer this what i mean before the lesson is not just in the physical minutes or as you're walking down the corridor or as you're entering the classroom that yes that is before but we're, we're talking about a lot longer before here. so what we're really talking about is in the planning stages uh, that, that occurs before um or in the days before the lesson so what things can teachers do before the lesson sharon that really help you become more effective and i know you've you're probably going to dive into communication straight away which is absolutely fine but if we can have some real specifics of what that might look like and um, that'd be really useful
1: yeah absolutely so generally start this academic year we'll have a chat with the teacher about who's in the lesson how do they want you to work who who would they like you to work with specifically um, any issues that either of you can just see looking at the seating plan are the students that you know struggle sit next to each other have a struggle students that you know actually they work really well together students that you need to keep apart that kind of thing because you because you're you have the benefit of being in lots of lessons and and you, you've possibly worked with that student before where the teacher hasn't or vice versa that's really good to share between the two of you as well so that's a really good start um, term breakdown as to what the topics are so if it's something that you're not familiar with you know you know that actually I'm going to have a look into that I'm going to check that I'm going to you know just so you're prepared for the lesson uh-huh. you know walk blind thinking oh my goodness they're doing this today I have no idea where to start. Uh-huh. Um, digital curriculum's up to date and um, that really helps me particularly for um, the maths interventions that I do our maths um, digital curriculum is is spot on um, uh-huh. and it just means that I can then plan what I'm going to do in the interventions. I can see what they're doing in lessons. It gives me some examples of those students that are working at a bronze level, what their questions would look like. So I've got a good idea that what I'm, where I'm putting my intervention it's at the right level. Mm-hmm. Um, keeping work on Google Classrooms for students, as as some students that that visual um, having it there really helps them. But it also helps us too, so we can see right. This is what's coming up. Also, if you've, for whatever reason, you've been out of the lesson um, and somebody else has covered your lesson, you can look back over and see what's been done in the lesson before um, so that you're prepared, um, you're not, again, not walking, blind. Mm-hmm. Um, things like, it's really handy. One thing that's that essential is when you're giving out handouts, please give one to the TN. Um, mm,
0: that's interesting, uh, isn't it? Is I, it I, I, do you generally find that, that 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 you're sometimes forgotten off that list in, in terms uh, of that
1: Time it happens, but there are some lessons that you're in, and everybody's given a, a handout, and you can you kind of like, oh gosh, like you try to look over the shoulder of another student to try and yeah. do the answers if you can as well, particularly if it's things like, I don't know, like, um, in physics, for example, if they're using a particular um, formula, it's really handy for you to note that beforehand because mm-hmm. the amount of subjects that we're in, and, and it's hard to retain all of that information. Uh, uh-huh. So anything that you can give the TA that would just give them a little bit of a heads up to this is what we're doing uh-huh. this, that, that's brilliant even if it's just a quick jot it on a piece of paper at the start of the lesson anything like that um and communication um in terms of again just who do they want you to work with uh-huh. uh, sometimes it might be a case of i might get an email before the lesson if you don't see it right now. you know you know you're not there's going to be a shortage of time at the beginning of the lesson. The teacher might just send you an email and say, oh, so-and-so-and-so today, can you do this, and, you know, and that's absolutely fine. That's good communication yeah. in every way. Obviously, face-to-face is the best way, but it's not, as we know, time is mm-hmm. first, um commodity that we have. And, and that's the thing that we're short of the most. So any way of communicating um, is great. Um, so I would say those things are the main things. Okay. Um, shared drives as well um, we've got some subjects, there's a shared drive where the teacher puts all their planning in you've got access to it so you can see right, this is what's coming up um, and it's all there for you. Today. Brilliant,
0: brilliant and and, and and all of that is you know, it's just I suppose as well, respecting the role of the TA as well, that actually you need to know what's coming up, you know, to be effective. You need to have a heads up. You need to get your head around a new topic or, you know, remember this or that or, or which students I want to work with rather than just being feeling like a spare part when you kind of arrive and trying to work out or guess where you want it to be, where, where you need to be used. So I think all of that is is, is really useful. And there's so many practical tips in there that you mentioned. Um, I think are really useful. And hopefully people can, you know, jot those down immediately. Right, I'll do that. I can do that. I can do that. And also reflected on how often do I do those things and do I only do it once a week or do I do it once a term or you know because there was things you talked about there were you know to kind of termly check-ins or half termly check-ins or updating this and some of it might be weekly some of it might be daily some of it might be monthly so I think there's different stages there so hopefully people have got a lot of things that they can use immediately from there so let's now flip this now into the classroom that, that they were all obviously before the classroom Um, but actually turn was now what things kind of um, in the classroom uh, as part of teaching techniques and strategies do teachers do that allow you to become highly effective then?
1: Okay, so the one thing that we do here, which is brilliant is we have a brain and gear on the board when students walk in. Um, so mm-hmm. students know when they arrive at a lesson, whatever that lesson is, there's gonna be a brain and gear on the board. Um, that is fantastic for some students because it means that they have a routine, they know they get the pencil case out, the planner out, they get you know they know what they need to do.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it means that you, while the class is settling down, you might have a quick couple of minutes in that time when the students are working quietly, to then be able to speak to the teacher if you've not had time. They might need to tell you something that's happened just before the lesson, or something we need to watch out for, or they might just want to ask you, right, I'm going to ask you to do this, this, and this, or, or for whatever reason, it gives you that few minutes to kind of communicate as well at the start. Mm-hmm um for those students that would benefit from it as well sometimes to print that information out so they've got it in front of them they just need to fill in the gaps
2: Mm
1: -hmm. writing that they might need to do so that again gives you the time to then be able to be able to circulate the class it might be that there's a couple of students in there that you know that you need to go and ask are they okay make eye contact with them for whatever reason you've got that time during the brain and gear to do that um and that's just a quick five minutes at the beginning of the lesson um, and I think it makes such a difference, especially to how calm the start of the lessons are as well, which is again really beneficial for students that have might have additional needs, where that might make them feel uncomfortable at the start as well.
0: I think that's really interesting that as well, because they, you know lots of lots of teachers will set what they call bell tasks or brain and gear or starters or whatever you know they, they name differently in different kind of schools. They're all ultimately designed to do the same thing, but I suppose lots of teachers may have thought that the impact is just on on, on the kids in the classroom so they can kind of get other things ready but actually it's interesting you're saying it also massively helps you as well you know to be able to kind of get in get settled see who's what speak to the kids without then having to try and do that over the staff over the, the member of staff's voice as they're starting to plow into that first topic it allows you to uh you know to work with that kid in the first few minutes to get them settled which i think is also really important that people may not have associated with how you know how those bell tasks are effective and why they're effective so I think that's really interesting to, to, to reflect on
1: yeah definitely um, the other thing is as well if this if the differentiation is done before the lesson to help you so if student, if the teacher's thought about right how do I need to differentiate this lesson because there are some lessons that unfortunately when you go in and you kind of sit down and the task's given and you kind of have to think on your feet right okay how am I going to do this to, how am I going to change this we're going to scaffold it for the student um, and actually thinking on your feet you might not think of the best way of doing it you just kind of like okay all right, you know and if that isn't done beforehand it then means you're having to think about what you're going to do you might then have to set something up on your computer or um, get some documents together which wow. means that you're using up some of the time that you could then be spent supporting a couple of extra students in that time so um it's again. It's it's time again. I know that it's time consuming for the teachers to do that, but mm-hmm. it just means that they can use you more effectively. Because actually, they've what you really want is for your students to be working as independently as they can be. Yeah. Uh, you don't want them to have to rely on you in every lesson for every single task, because in the real world, you're not going to be there. Um, so it's kind of like, how can we make them as independent as we can be, and how can we use the TA to actually be able to support? Yeah. And it just sets something up on your computer, which is just not ideal. Um, the other thing is, as well, is the TN the teacher knowing your students well, so teachers knowing the IPMs, so mm-hmm. provision maps, um, so they know um, how the students need to work. You know how the students need to work, so that's really important as well. Um, and communicating with the teacher, if you know there's something in particular the student's going to struggle with as well, that's really um, helpful. Um, Things like um, we do have some students that would have difficulty cap- um, copying down notes from the board. Mm-hmm. So actually teachers thought about that ahead. Rather than you being sat there describing in their books, if it's printed out and stick it in, you can actually offer more support circulating around the class rather than actually just writing it all in their book for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's really helpful as well. That saves some time. Um, it might mean that um, you, again, you promotion the TA in the lesson, so Ask Miss, Miss can help you if you need something. Um, working as a team and swapping between students. Um so you, you might the teacher will come up and say, right, I'm gonna come and I'm gonna come over here and you, you then know who's which students are your next point of call and your next
2: mm-hmm.
1: point of call of you know in that lesson as well. Um, having space near students so you can actually access them. Sometimes you'll go into a lesson and you know there's a student you need to help and you think, oh my goodness, how on earth am I gonna get near them? to actually be able to support them. Um, That works well if you can do that on a Chromebook because you can do that digitally, but it's not always the best way of doing that. Um, Again, the the printouts, I can't even tell you how important that is. Please give your your TA the handouts. Mm
2: -hmm. Um,
1: And modeling in the class as well. So if the teacher's modeling on the board, how they want the students to answer the question, that helps the students, but also helps you as well. So you can see, actually, that's how the teacher wants. Mm so that's really useful as well um it's almost like you need a, some intuition as to what's going on sometimes you just kind of know where you need to be and i think that really helps if you know your students the teacher knows your students and mm-hmm. the education it just can it just works um but without those elements it's difficult to get it right
0: yeah 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 okay and what I was what I was going to kind of come on to next, but I think you've you've probably kind of I'll probably skip over because I was going to ask you what what things the teachers do subconsciously that kind of contribute to the to, to you being less effective. but I presume unless you've got anything obvious that some of these might just be the opposite of what you've kind of said that you know not doing those things is it is that about right? is it, in terms of rather than is it just making sure that you do all those things or are there any obvious things where you where you think, well, this actually really limits our effectiveness?
1: absolutely it's just the opposite of those things is absolutely right the only other thing really is sometimes you'll go into a lesson where um behavioral policies are not being followed and you don't want to undermine the teacher it's difficult in some lessons you'll work with um students and you know they know how you work but in that lesson you feel like you can't do what you would normally do because it's not being followed by the Mm -hmm. teachers across the board as well um so it's and again again that's it's it's it is really difficult because everybody works so differently in different ways Mm -hmm. but yeah absolutely it would be the opposite of those yeah yeah
0: Yeah. so making sure you follow all of Sharon's golden tips and make sure there's a real kind of consistency of of kind of following those classroom procedures at the same time um yeah okay right let's move into then into students because we've talked about the teaching assistants we've talked about the teachers um, but we haven't really heard about kind of students yet so you know it's always really interesting to hear, hear their views on the experiences of getting in class support from teaching assistants and when they're feeling they're getting the most or maybe the least of that support so what things if I ask you kind of two questions in one here and you can kind of you can kind of flip between the two if you want to what things do students tell you that they like in terms of how you or other teaching assistants work with them and on the flip side of that what do they say that maybe they don't like or or, or different ways that they feel limit them or or, or they don't like so from a a student and I know you've spoken a bit you've been speaking to students in the kind of preparation of this so what do they say about the way that they like or don't like the way that TAs work with them?
1: I think the most important thing again going back to communication ask them what would you what do you like in lessons do you like the TA to sit next to you when they're helping you would you some students feel self-conscious so it might be a case of. Right, you'll find a way by perhaps sharing a document where even if you, they're not working electronically they could type a question to you if they find it difficult to ask you a question in the lesson um it's things like um being there for emotional support if they know that you're approachable um i can think of a scenario where there's a student in the lesson that i am in that is particularly squeamish so his biology lessons even though i don't support him at all with the work in that lesson because he's, he's perfectly capable uh-huh. you'll say oh, I'm so glad you're in the lesson because I know that if I start to feel sick I know I can go outside and it's uh-huh. fine. Um, it's those things so it's communication and and trying to find a way to, to get to know your students um, and then when you work in the continuity that we try to where we can to be in that um, the lessons so you're all in that student all of that students maths lessons or all of that students English lessons they get used to how you work you get used to how they work and how they like to be supported and um, sometimes this works t- to the detriment if there's a change in in tears and then suddenly that student oh, they don't do it the way that mrs Harris does it or oh, they don't do it the way that, uh-huh. it. that can be a negative but generally speaking um, we would communicate that between us um, which we do really well at break times and lunch times we're very good at start this is happening this morning the students um this has happened, they're particularly upset about this, or they're in a really good mood, or they just found out this, you know, we, we communicate well in that way. Um, but asking them, um, some students do like you to sit with them, others don't like you to sit with them at uh-huh. all. Um, mm-hmm. Do they like to work on a Google Doc with you at the same time? Um, they like to know as well which, student, which TA is going to be in the lesson uh, uh-huh. change, so wherever we can. Um, if there's a change of TA, we will, we will then, whoever, it might be that you might tell them yourself if you see them earlier that day, or the TA that's with them, we'll just give them a heads up that actually just to let you know, today it'll be whoever, mm-hmm. so that they're mm-hmm. coming into the lesson as well. Um, and I think really that that's the main things that they tell you in terms of what, what they like. Um,
0: and, I, and I suppose that that's, that comes down to, Sharon, just again, that common respect and courtesy, isn't it, of actually mm-hmm. there is no one way or one size fits all that actually you know it's about everyone is going to be different everyone's individual everyone's got different needs and actually you know i spoke to a student in one of our schools just last week and and the student talked about the fact that sometimes too much support is too overwhelming and actually the 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 teaching assistant that this student preferred a little bit more space um and you know so it was it's interesting that actually it's all about communication like you said speaking to the students working out you know and, and yes giving your guidance and your expertise but where will this help be more most beneficial and where will it not uh, i i think that's really important to, to remember that to take the time to do that
1: it's them being comfortable as well to be able to communicate with you that actually i'm okay miss it's fine mm-hmm. uh, if you're if you think they need some help actually it might just be that they just need a little bit of thinking time um, you know if you've got a good relationship with students we've got some students that'll do oh miss just shush you know kind of thing and it's fine you know you, you have that relationship with them where actually you want them to feel comfortable to say right okay that's fine I'm just gonna have a bit of, I'm gonna do this myself or if they want to try and do it independently you know you don't want to feel like you're stifling them um, where you know where you can just leave them and and, and that independence is so important.
0: Um, and I suppose sometimes then Sharon for that I suppose we need to be we need to be mature enough as a as an organization and, and as teachers and TAs to be comfortable that if you're working with one specific student and you know that they don't need you, that it's fine to to just sit and just let them crack on and not feel you've got to demonstrate your worth in that lesson or that you've got to be doing something because as you've already mentioned two or three times through this through this uh, this this chat just your sheer presence in the classroom might be the thing that makes them feel comfortable you might not need to have to get hands on and do this this and this but actually just by you being there so actually you just sat there is totally cool (laughs) you know and not having to think that I have to look like I'm doing something and again as long as that's communicated and that the teacher knows and the teacher doesn't think well hang on what's she doing she's just sat doing nothing but actually if there's a real understanding of what you're actually doing and, and and you're just by your presence you know they know you're there I think that that's really important for us to understand and get past that kind of everyone has to be doing something all the time isn't it yeah I
2: totally agree
1: I think and if they are working independently that means that we're kind of all doing our jobs correctly, because we want Absolutely. To, to do that, that is the aim that we're putting things in place to allow them to access the curriculum independently, and to learn how to do that. And over time, you would like to think and you hope that that little bit of help that you need to put in should do mm-hmm. return. time. Um, and, you know, when they are able to just get on themselves where, you, you know, it, it, it's good to just give them the space. Uh, yeah. and you can find, I'm sure there's, there's generally somebody else in the room that you can go and support or um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: or it might even be a case of, right, I'll just update some notes or, you mm-hmm. know, you, mm-hmm. generally you can find something else that you could be doing in that time. But but yes, absolutely.
0: Brilliant. Okay. Um. Anything that they've said, obviously, they don't like or is again, is it, ju- is it, just, does it just come down to personal preference, speak to the students, work out what they want, work out what they don't, understand them as, as human beings? I take it that that's really the message, is it?
2: Yeah. yeah,
1: Communication. They'll ask them what, what do they want you to do? What do they not want you to do? Um, yeah. Yeah. And again, it's the generally speaking, it's the students that do or don't like you to sit with them. That yeah, yeah. That you hear. Uh,
0: definitely. Okay, perfect. Right. Well, coming right to the last question now, and I and I, I said that I said to you air that you know I would give you this kind of this perfect soapbox kind of moment, but like finally, if you had one message to every teacher listening who has a TA in their classroom at some point in the week whether it's regularly, whether it's just once, you know, it doesn't really make a difference. What would that kind of quick fire message be to everyone listening, whether they're in our trust or in different trusts across the across the, the country, across the world, what one message would you give to people who have a TA in their classroom? Uh,
1: probably wouldn't surprised that I'm going to say communication. <laughs> <laughs> Get to know your TA, work, out, work with them, include them where you can in planning. Um, it might be that students worked with them in lessons before, had some good ideas. They might have some... Um, some um, tips, they might have some um, some things they've used before in previous lessons and to build up the profile of your, of your TA in the lesson as well um, so that students are using the TA too. Um, uh-huh. All students in the classroom feel comfortable and, and they, they understand that, you know, the teacher is absolutely the expert but, but actually the TA can be um, a big help as well.
0: Wonderful. Well, that's a lovely way to finish. And I, and I just want to a, a huge thank you for kind of for coming on and taking the time to discuss this day, because it's been it's been hugely enlightening uh, and educational for me uh, as, a, as an educational professional, like I said, who didn't have uh, any at all formal or even informal training on how to use TAs. Hopefully it's been extremely useful for teachers listening who who have a TA in their classroom. For TAs themselves listening to, to, to understand how they can be more effective in their role. For senior leaders and head teachers, principals, trust leaders who are uh, who are line managing and leading and employing TAs. So I think it's hopefully there'll be bits that, that every single person listening to this can take from this and um, not only put into action in their classrooms the very next day, but also in terms of the strategy of how tas are deployed and some of the thinking behind it uh, and, the, and the full appreciation of the wider role and how, how you can be used really effectively not just academically but pastorally uh, and from personal development and all those other things i think has been fantastic so i just want to say a huge huge thank you it's been a it's been a great kind of 30 or 40 minutes kind of chatting through this and just a, a big thank you on behalf of everyone listening for sharing your expertise today Sharon. Thank you for me. thanks for listening to the alt learn podcast We'll be back soon with another episode where we'll be speaking to more of our teachers and finding out how they're turning theory into practice. Until then,
2: take care.